This is a podcast for the dreamers, a place to feel nourished and seen, a place to call in our highest path possible and to explore our desires, hopes, wishes, and dreams. I'm your guide, Emily Elliott. Welcome to The Magnetic Life. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of The Magnetic Life. Today I'm sitting here with my awesome husband. Oh, <laughs> he's super creative and fun and um, a very special light in this world. He has red hair and he takes a lot of pride in his favorite movie being The Notebook. Um, yeah. Today in Canada is a really hilarious day because we've been without internet all day um, or cell service. So sometimes these creative fun ideas are born out of um, special circumstances. Um, so we have just welcomed our beautiful second child into the world two months ago, and we thought it would be fun to capture how we're feeling right now, because it's a super unique, bursting with love, fatigue, bliss, exhaustion, foggy, clear, like, it's just the duality of parenthood. Um, so we thought we'd capture it, because there will be other people who can relate. And it'll just be something really interesting to look back on. And she's here right now. <laughs> and moments before we decided to sit down, she decided to join. So if you're down for the ride today, be down for little baby coos or cries, and we're going to roll with it. Um, Summer might be eating a meal with us here while we're recording. So um, let's dive in. So I'll start by asking Blake. Um, what is the most beautiful thing about having two kids? First of all, I want to say thank you for inviting me <laughs> to be a part of this experience. Uh, when I got the email, I was really honored. <laughs> very, very formal email, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I probably screamed it from the bathroom. <laughs> Over some white noise. What's the question? Um, what is the most beautiful thing about having two children? The most beautiful thing about having two children, I think, is literally the exact moment we're in right now, which is the fact that we were about to record this, and then our sweet little daughter started to cry. And so you brought her down, and she's here in my arms as we're having this conversation. And our little dude, Koa, her older brother, is asleep in his room right now, and the beautiful part to me is the fact that we have to, oh, what's that story? We, we get to juggle. Yeah. There, there wasn't, there was juggling when it was Koa as our only child. Right. So this is legitimate juggling because I feel like every hour we're asking who is where and when yeah. and why and how's it going, how's it feeling. So to get good at the art of the juggle with you is beautiful. Yes, it's so true. I would agree with that. When I came back from a walk this week with the two of them, 
I was like, okay, where do I, who's diaper first? Who gets their drink first? And I, it was like using um, calculus math equations, like, well, who had it done last and who would we do first? So juggling is a really good word. Can I expand on my answer? Yeah. Something else that's super beautiful about two kids is I feel like it's testing my patience, not because I'm becoming impatient, but I feel like you and I just have so much less time as a couple. So it's testing my patience in terms of there will come a moment in the future when you and I get more quality time together again. Yeah, absolutely. Like long-term game. Um, what would you say is the most challenging part about having two kids? And of course, we're talking about the first two months here, like the transition. Right. We are rookies. We are new. Most challenging part so far. I'd say for me, it's one of the challenging parts is I feel like I don't spend too much time yet with our sweet little daughter. And when we had Koa, when he was two months, I felt like I had spent every waking hour with him basically because he was born Christmas 2020 where we were living. It was peak lockdown pandemic time. So you and I literally just hung out inside in the winter in awe, staring at him and hanging out as a couple with our new parenting identity. Whereas with summer, I'm spending a ton of time with Koa, keeping him busy, and you're spending a ton of time with Summer, keeping her fed and nourished. And any time I get to spend with Summer, like right now, I feel like I knew Koa much better at his two-month mark than I do with her at her two-month mark. And on one hand, that makes me sad because, you know, we just have busier lives now. On the other, it makes me excited because I feel like I get to have a longer arc of getting to know her. Yeah, absolutely. I would add to that that I I don't think Blake would use the same words here, but I think I have so much, like, mom guilt. Like, is Koa getting enough attention? Like, I mean, Summer is getting a ton of attention because we're eating most of the day together. But I'm constantly feeling like... I'm not doing enough for Koa, which I need to flip to remind myself that I've never been more dialed into quality time with Koa. So I make sure it counts when we're together. Um, And I asked a mom friend about this and she said, oh, that feeling will never really go away. So good to know that it's just a feeling to get used to. (laughs) Um, What would you say is... um, Also, low sleep and language is hilarious, so excuse awkward sentences. (laughs) (laughs) What is the top way that um, having two kids has affected our relationship? Well, to acknowledge what you just said, I joked with Emily yesterday that the mornings, I'm way more fatigued than I have ever felt before. Mm -hmm. And I know that because when I read (laughs) Tacoa, When I read his little books, I sometimes struggle with my words. And yeah. his books are literally eight <laughs> sentences long sometimes. <laughs> so that to me is a sign of, oh, this is a different level of fatigue. And that's okay. And that's yeah. temporary. So there I go again. Prompt me with the question one more time. 
what would you say is the top way that our relationship is affected now that there's two kids? Top way our relationship is affected now that we have two sweet little human beings in our life. I would say I view parenting and maybe this is like a husband, wife, partner dynamic for a lot of people. I'm not sure, but I view it quite logistical and I think you view it quite emotional (laughs) and that's awesome and challenging for both of us because I think it's affected our relationship in the sense that I'm looking at it from this place of, okay, well, who has how much sleep and where are the two children right now and how could I maybe just like keep them busy or do this or you do that and I've sort of got like a it's like a little playbook in my head of where are each of the four people in our family at all times Mm -hmm. and what can we do to make it smoother more enjoyable and easier on all of us whereas for yourself I feel like it has doubled your extreme level of nurture, care, attentiveness, and curiosity around the question of how are our children doing? (laughs) And also, we have a little toddler now who's like kind of a little Tasmanian. Oh, I know you don't like the word devil. I'll use a different word. We have like a super bouncy, jumpy, runny, little adorable toddler now. And so it's affected our relationship because we, we need to we need to like chase after that cute little kid while welcoming sweet little Summer into her two-month life right now. And that means I feel like my eyes are never on you. Yeah, that's true. And my eyes were only on you for like 12 years. So that yeah. is a huge shift for me. I'd say the same in reverse for sure. For sure. So you just took my answer? (laughs) I I stole. (laughs) And it's like as soon as you get some spare time, you kind of want to take care of yourself, too. So it's like that classic thing that you can't fill from, here's the little sleep. You can't fill another's cup unless yours is filled. (laughs) (laughs) Quote from Gandhi. (laughs) I think those are the exact words. (laughs) Yeah, very well put. Yeah, it's weird to go for a nap as the leading thing when there's downtime instead of, like, go for each other. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say is the easiest shitty pattern to get in as a couple? Whoa, there's a newborn here listening (laughs) to our words. Can you not use the word pattern? (laughs) Um, Easiest pattern that's not ideal to get into right now for me I judge you when you worry and in those moments when you worry or when you feel that like natural maternal anxiety of is everybody okay I judge you because I think We're good. It's fine. Like, if, you know, one of these little people gets bumped in the head or, like, stumbles or something, it's it's part of the rambunctiousness of our life. Or 
I feel like I judge you because my hope is that you would give yourself like extra time to rest or recharge instead of wonder how our kids are doing. And I realize how useless of a thought that is by me <laughs> and how Good. unfair that feeling is from me because I've hung out with enough people who've been raised by a mother in my lifetime that from now until the end of time, I believe your role <laughs> is to ask yourself and every cell in your body, where are our children and are they okay? So for everyone listening, this is the cheapest form of therapy because these are really <laughs> words I've been waiting to hear. <laughs> so are you just going to say you have the same answer now? Or are you going to give me something? No, I would say that I judge you because you want to go do normal life stuff. But then I forget that you're not leaking, bleeding, crying, feeding. Um, your clothes still fit you. <laughs> Wow, that's <laughs> descriptive. <laughs> so it's like if I if my clothes fit me and I was like not leaking, bleeding, crying up all night, like maybe, maybe I would too. So yeah, judgment is for sure the worst relationship pattern. But um, as really good friends say to anchor couples in this time um, is it's just biology. It's different biology, right? So my biology cannot be too far from the babies right now. And Blake's is like, hmm, that sounds good. So yeah, judgment is what a really good? big one. Uh, the party, the movie, the thing, whatever the thing. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I still want to just go on dates with Emily all the time. And we did with Koa, like, but a bit later, like not in the first few months. So anyways, I had a friend tell me that her husband said to her, Hey, want to go to a movie tonight? Just impromptu. Like, want to just go to a movie? And then she rhymed off all the reasons why she couldn't believe <laughs> that he had the nerve to just want to go to an impromptu movie. <laughs> Is because that a real story? Of, yeah. Because they have, several kids and like schedules and commitments and like, well, we have to like prep a, a meal and like organize the kids. And the husband was just like, I just, <laughs> I was wondering if you wanted to go to a movie with me. Never mind. <laughs> so what is the easiest way to get out of the bad pattern? <laughs> this is a hack I recently learned. I don't know if mm. you did it, if I did it, if we did it, but currently I feel like this is, this is a power move to get out of the valleys as a couple. I used to really, really, really struggle with taking some space for a few minutes. If we were in some kind of a funk or an argument or something, mm. I always felt like we need to stay side by side until mm. we're through this. Instead of realizing that maybe taking a breather and coming back into a conversation in you know, mm. 30 minutes or an hour, it actually can mean that we're still side by side mm -hmm. energetically. Yeah. And so taking some space, meaning that means maybe I go hang out in the backyard for a few minutes or we just kind of like give each other a bit of room in the house. And in that time, here's the hack. I look through old photos. Oh, really? Yeah. 
That's nice. And so instead of being in like a, a moment of stress or argument or judgment of, oh my gosh, like, why are we in this heated moment or why are we not seeing eye to eye? While I take that space and you do too, I recently have started to invite myself to go back in time through my pictures of our family <laughs> and of us. And what I find is the, is the moment where the fog starts to lift and we, mm-hmm. we return to love instead of just being like misunderstanding is when you or I send each other a picture of maybe like hmm. a time when we were like laughing yeah. on a road trip eight years ago or the day one of our kids was born mm. and once I send a photo to you as a text or you send a photo to me as a text. It's sort of like one of us in the couple is sort of raising the hand saying, all right, let's, let's like start (laughs) coming back in and understanding each other better. So that I've shared that with a couple of people because it's super simple it's straightforward. And if I was physically beside you the entire time when we were stressed out I probably wouldn't take a moment and go back in time and look at pictures. Mm -hmm. Or if I did, it would be from a place of like, I'm just going to scroll through my phone aimlessly right now because we're not seeing eye to eye. Mm -hmm, So I don't have a name for that little best (laughs) practice, but it is a recent one and I love it. And when I get a picture from you while we're in some stressful times as a couple, I feel it's like the sign saying, Hey, the stress is, what's the word dissipating Dissip- yeah. <laughs> oh my god we're so Whoa, i'm going for a big word there on scrabble board the stress is going away <laughs> dissipating is a good word summer how do yeah. you spell dissipate cool that is a really beautiful um share thank you would you say i'm profound <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would call that the anchoring move. That's what I would call it. We don't even need to share this episode. This is just fun. <laughs> I just said to Emily before we started this, we should do morning announcements in our house every day. Just set up the <laughs> microphone and explain what we're doing each day. Oh uh, spoiler God. alert, every morning will sound quite similar, <laughs> but it'll be fun. I'd like to page Emily Elliott from the bathroom to the couch for stool th- duty. <laughs> stool is duty. That was a dad joke. Yeah, I'm a two-time dad now. So I would say, in my opinion, that one of the really helpful things we've been trying to do lately is, um, I think a good friend called it uh, when we lived in the beaches, a corrective experience. So when something's just going really poopy, it's like we have to like have a meeting again as a couple and be like okay what do I need what do you need and then we like correct how we've approached it so um I think that's been really good um and something I read about that we haven't done yet I'm just telling Blake for the first time is a top things list which means 
um, listing off the top things that are most important to each person in the couple. Um, oh, that's good. So then if you're really low on time, you make sure that the number one thing is covered. So say it's sleep. And then weeks that have a bit more time, you know, maybe it's like sleep, exercise, a movie, whatever. So if you know the top things, you're never skipping over the one thing that will be the most rejuvenative. So that's something I read this week that I think would be cool to approach. Yeah. I I love that. <laughs> what you said about the corrective experience for people that are tuned in and your millions of people who are tuned in right now. I think it's important to note that it's it's sort of like a go repeat the moment. Like I remember there was a time years ago when we were engaged, like there was a stressful time when we were in wedding planning mode and we literally went back to the same place a few weekends later mm -hmm. and it was beautiful because that weekend was phenomenal and it, it sort of washed away any of that stress from a few weeks prior. And that mm -hmm. was a corrective experience according yeah. to our friend. Yeah. Um, all right. Two questions left. I've, Got this baby almost asleep too. Um, what do you miss the most about our relationship from before? Well, I sort of said it earlier and I didn't realize I was going to say it, but I'm glad I did because I think it's the most important thing. What I miss the most about our relationship from before is I said now I've always got eyes on our kids and I feel like I rarely ever have eyes on you. Mm -hmm. And what I miss the most is that all I used to have was eyes for you. And I was so in awe of you. And I was, people would often comment to me about how they loved hearing the way I spoke about you mm -hmm. when you weren't in the room or even when we were together in the same room. And I currently am not doing that enough and this is according to me. This isn't like <laughs> Emily wants me to say this. Currently, I don't feel like I'm making enough time to just be in awe of you and just be so in awe of getting to be married to you. And I just, I'm your biggest fan on the planet. And lately I've been forgetting to be that or make time for that because I'm just sort of like, okay, kids work, sleep, kids work, sleep, kids work, sleep. And I also miss how I would speak about parenting before we became parents because I, I had enough heads up from enough friends and family with kids that I know when you have little kids, the marriage can get wedged out if you're not really, really mindful. And so even though I thought I was super, super mindful, I can tell that lately the marriage gets wedged out to the side instead of it be the center of our universe. Right. And our kids orbit around us because us is what made them. So I miss being in awe of you permanently instead of being in awe of you when it's like between a sleep schedule or a diaper change. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, it's a lot harder of a job to be in awe of someone who's throwing up in their first trimester and tells you not to touch them in their third trimester. So <laughs> you've had a, hard, a harder job for sure. Should I share my three trimester 
summary for anyone who might have a pregnant woman in their life. Sure. Emily asks me, how am I when I'm pregnant? And I tread lightly as I respond to that question. But I said, in her words, first trimester was really challenging for her. Third trimester was really challenging for her. But second one was good. And I said, well, first trimester, I was kind of like scared of you because it was challenging for you. Third trimester, I was kind of scared of you because it was challenging for you. And second trimester, I was kind of scared because I was still coming off of first <laughs> trimester and worried about third. <laughs> but overall, even though it can be challenging at times, getting to witness you grow our children is like I could cry thinking of it right now. It's surreal. And there's a lot of comedy in that time as a couple. True. True. Thank you for that. I You're will- welcome. Here, I'm going to let you hold the baby because I am sweating. We still have our beautiful <laughs> daughter here, and she has just been fed by the amazing Emily. So, so, a lot going on here. A lot going on. What I miss the most about being just a couple, even though I would never change the life we have now, um, is having what I call unwind intervals. I think when you have unwind intervals, then when you approach like a topic that can be stressful or something really exciting, you're in a state where you can like really handle it. So if it's like, oh, I'm going to need you to cut back spending by $2,000. If you're like unwound and you from the day and did yoga, it's like, cool. Okay. And if you're tired and you've just come from like a long night with a kid, what do you mean? Like I have to do that or like everything's super emotional. Right. So I miss having the unwind time that allows us to be like more, um, spiritual in our answers and calm and, um, even just helps you like connect more and, um, have better conversations. So I think just having some unwind time really benefits me as a person and my ability to connect to Blake. And so I, I miss that the most because that led to like nights of laughter in bed or um, like adventures or just the ability to tap into something other than like, did I just change the whites and are the darks dirty, you know? (laughs) Are the whites now dark? So Can I share one thing on that? Yeah. I agree with that and something I also think I didn't expect is I feel like we, we fight faster now. Yeah, we do. Like what you just said makes sense. And I felt like it sometimes would also mean we would take a long time to kind of move through stuff. Yeah. Whereas now I feel like at times I'm upset because stress can get like pretty high, pretty quick, Yeah. but we can also move through it equally, if not faster then it comes up which i go wow yeah we just like moved through months of some (laughs) headaches and i would say that like with the caveat that we did like some therapy before we got married and a little bit while we were waiting for koa to be born and i would attribute a lot of our ability to diffuse fights faster to that do you agree yeah we were learning how to be a couple 
with some actual skills instead of just yeah, just googly like eyes emotions. Because <laughs> Emily just couldn't take her eyes off me, and I said, "I think maybe we should like level up our skills as a couple <laughs> if you have a moment to just stop being in total awe of me." So the last question was written by Blake, and he said, "Don't give a shitty answer; like just communicate." But he wrote. What advice would you give parents heading into having a second child and how to approach the first couple months? Mm. So, Blake, what's your answer? All right, I forgot to think of my own answer when I wrote down the question. Do you have an answer ready? I would say just give yourself, like, radical effing grace. Like, just so much grace, because... Like, any human ever who is low on sleep is going to snap. <laughs> Just, like, we are, like, the, it's a form of torture to tell people not to sleep, right, in the army, in the military. And, you know, for women, like, even me, like, this isn't my body. Like, my weight is different. My, like, I don't feel like me, right? So it's, like, showing up in a relationship when I'm still not used to myself is, like, so tender, and well that's a powerful quote and you know the sleep the body changes and just like the demands like to support these humans you don't always get to tend to yourself so it's like it's like you're becoming the most you've ever been yourself and the least you've ever been yourself all at once so i would say radical grace is like the most important Asset. That is wisdom right there. Radical grace. Yeah. Okay, I have two. They're both metaphors. One thing that I've noticed as a parent that I didn't experience pre-parenthood is that some mornings when I wake up, I feel like a weight on my chest. Not because I'm holding our babies. Yeah. But like, I feel like a, a, a weight, sort of a, a worry or a stress or some kind of like anxiety that I don't really understand what it is. But what I've done is I've identified, Emily's smiling at me as I say this. In my mind, I like give it shapes, meaning some mornings I wake up and I feel like there's a basketball on my chest. Hmm. I go, okay, interesting. Some mornings I wake up and I feel like there's maybe like, a stack of textbooks on my chest. I'm like, whoa, okay. Mm -hmm. And there's some mornings when I wake up and I've said this to some people, I feel like there's a house on my chest mm. and I don't know why. And then I realize, like I have to just run or shower or like play some music or like, I just need to do something to kind of wake up my system mm -hmm. because I feel like there's a lot of responsibility as a parent that I just didn't have before <laughs> we had kids. So I'd wake up, I'm like, cool. Yeah. The day is here. Whereas now I'm like, oh, good morning world. Oh my gosh. Am I going to give a great life to my family? Aww. So for anyone who might wake up feeling something like that is sort of give it an image because I can make a house shrink to textbooks, shrink to a basketball, shrink to a tennis ball, shrink to feather light. Nice. But if I'm just like, whoa, I feel kind of off right now, that's even more stressful. Second thing is I've fortunately never been in a tornado, but according <laughs> to movies, 
when people are in a tornado, it's important to like hold on to something that's not going to get damaged and mm-hmm. blown away and be somewhere safe. And I feel like when life gets stressful as a couple for you and me, mm-hmm. I have this picture in my head of a tornado. Like the problem is the tornado. Mm-hmm. And I find sometimes we get on opposite sides of the tornado and we're apart. And so therefore we're unsafe. And Mm -hmm. one of us might like fly away or it's just not going to go well. Mm -hmm. And then I picture, okay, well let's both get on the same side of the tornado. Yeah. So like if you're looking at a picture of a tornado with two stick people, picture a in the couple, the stick people are on the left and the right of the tornado picture B the stick people are on the same side of the tornado but they're not holding each other. So they're still at risk. And then picture C and here's the, here's the moment is the couple is embracing each other, holding on to each other, connected to each other inside the tornado. And so my advice for the parents in the new stage would be when there's problems or stressors or those moments of like, Whoa, you parent this way. Whoa, you parent this way. What? And we're parenting together. Okay. we got to figure this out. It's how can you not only get on the same side of the problem and look at it together, but actually like step into the center of the storm and embrace, which I find is extremely challenging sometimes because you know, we're, we're in it. Mm -hmm. So to reach out and embrace, hold hands or hug or something in a problem in a really stressful time. That is master level stuff. But when we do that, I feel like no tornado can touch us because we are safe and holding on to something strong that can't be moved. And that's each other. Well, you've been one of my favorite guests. Wow. (laughs) How many guests have you been with? Um, I would say even amongst all the, um, challenging shares of, of the last few months, I still wouldn't change it for the world. So I hope that's the take home message rather than like, oh no, we can barely read children's books and we (laughs) clean a lot of poo. (laughs) So, um, are there more questions? No, that's it. And Summer needs us to put her back to sleep, too. So she's calling the end of the interview here. Oh, I thought there was one more. I remember it, too. So do you have any final words? Yeah, I do, because I thought I had another question. So I'm just going to throw it in as my final words. Okay. What do you know you are amazing at as a mother? Oh, um, I would say... Nurturing is my top skill and like a sense of knowing. I feel like for a long time, I really like questioned my intuition and I'd consult a hundred people for an answer. But with kids, I'm finally like, my gut says this and like, I don't question it. So nurture and intuition for sure. Um, Yeah, I just like could hug and kiss and love and these children all day long. And when they're away from me, like my heart aches. So, um, yeah, nurture, intuition. That's my answer. Beautiful. (laughs) And yourself? About me as a father? Yeah. 
I've always been a huge geek for family. Like I, I'm a nerd for, I'll watch family movies and family shows. And I mean, this is us is my favorite show of all time. Yeah. And if anyone's not seen it, it's all about family. But because of that, I feel like I'm now in the stage of my life where I get to sort of apply that huge enjoyment of the family experience directly into our own. Right. And so I think what makes me amazing as a father is that I'm really excited and engaged in the process of like building our family and raising our kids and I can feel how fast it's going to go. I feel like <clears throat> I've got a pretty good pulse at doing a bit of time travel, <laughs> knowing that this is going to move quickly. So what can I be doing in this moment? Cause I know we're going to be 20 years mm -hmm. down the track like that, even if it feels like it moves slow sometimes. You are amazing at that. And I remember when we were dating, you'd take all these videos and photos and I was so annoyed because I wanted to be going to the next destination but now that you show those to me, I'm like, thank you for doing that. So anyone who judges their dads for having cameras in their face, it is so worthwhile. <laughs> yeah. um, well, when your bride is as drop dead gorgeous as Emily Elliott, to not film moments, it's a crime against the world. Well, thank you for being here. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward segue into the finale. <laughs> Well, I said thank you with my heart. I don't always respond with words. You can't say thank you with your heart when it's your show. <laughs> <laughs> no one can hear that. But the many people that I interact with can hear that. Ah, uh, true. <laughs> uh, thank yes. you, received. I'm also sweating because it's a hot day. And like, anyways. Um... And thank you for being here. You're a great husband and dad. And I love you. The end. I love you too. <laughs> thank you for being everything in my world. <laughs> the red button. Yeah, let's keep recording so people can hear our tech interactions. Okay, don't edit this out. So yes, you're going to want to hit the stop button. The stop button, not the record. Stop. Hit the stop button. No, don't, because it's going to mess with it. Go to the stop button, otherwise you're going to have to do this all over. Okay, don't cut this out. People want to hear this stuff. Right now, someone is smiling as they hear us doing this.